0: so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, Genius Leader, welcome to the first out of nine episodes that we are replaying now in the end of the year to enable you to wrap up this year in a good way and be prepared for the next year in the best way possible. And today, let's start with a mind shift that will hopefully take you out of the overwhelm about all the things you've got left to do this year. Let's go. Hey guys, today I want to discuss with you a topic that I have observed in my network of my clients and my partners, uh, and mentee of mine, uh, so quite some people in the last couple of weeks, and that is an a overwhelm related to the to-do list or generally what people are doing in their life. And I want to give you a, a small mind shift. We talk about mind shifter, right? So uh, this is something that I'm very passionate about. And also some practical tool that you can use to really change your attitude and your approach. And also the use of the productivity tools like a to-do list in whatever shape or form you're using it. So the first thing that I want to talk about is addressing this attitude towards the to-do list. What I have seen so far quite a lot is that people... Feel like it's a fin- finite, fin- finite. <laughs> it's a it, it's a list that has an end, and it's the, that at some point, a successful to do list is the one that where everything is ticked off. And I want you, if you are one of the people who who are seeing the to li- do list like that, to shift your mind towards having a list as a brain dump. So everything that comes to your mind that oh, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to write to that person, I need to go there, and so on and so forth. You just have a living document a list that, that becomes this repository of all those ideas and thoughts that you have about what should be done. And if you do this small shift, what you notice is that by definition, it does not have to be completed at any given point of time to be successful. This is a list where you'd really download the things. And what I see a lot in, in my client sessions that quite often in the beginning, they're just really pouring everything out on me that happened in the last week or two, depending on how often I meet with that client. And I just pretty much just sit there silently, maybe taking some notes uh, in written or mentally that are what I, what I want to address, but I just give them space to do that. And this is because people have not mastered this process of downloading their thoughts somewhere. And that's why they need me on a receiving side, to really offload their brain especially with the high achievers people whom i'm working with they have ambitions they have so many ideas they have so many uh, balls in the air they they're juggling so many projects on going at the same time and once they master this skill of getting that out on paper or on a screen whatever resonates better uh, with you and works best for you it becomes so much easier to handle that stuff it doesn't take the headspace and there are processes what you can do with that later on instead of trying to not forget it or forgetting it and then getting pissed at yourself like there was something that I wanted to do and now I don't remember what it was. You're spending a lot of energy on that. So really getting into this mindset of my to-do list is a living document where I'm just dropping all those ideas without doing anything with them at that particular given moment of time when I'm writing it down, it will already make a huge shift for you. Because that's where I see a lot of overwhelm is coming from. In the end of the day, in the end of the week, people are looking at that endless list, and it's supposed to be endless. Because if you've done everything in your life that you want to do, hello, something is wrong, right? There is something that's not working with your ambitions, with your performance, uh, with your dreams and desires. There should always be something on that list. So it's good to have it not complete, incomplete, and we need to accept it and be grateful for that. So accept. That your list will never be completely ticked off, will not be completed to 100 percent. That's the first thing. Second, what do you do with that list? <laughs> you might ask Anna uh, when you're hearing about this living document. That's where planning comes in the picture. I do it usually on a weekly, and if we just break it down on a more micro level of day-to-day on a weekly basis and daily basis. So I have my to-do list uh, and yeah, um, on the video, I can actually show it, but <laughs> on the audio, you won't hear it. So I have a planner. I found the f- format of the planner that works best for me, which is the vertical. So the days are vertical columns on the planner. So I have seven of those and then some uh, space for the notes. And now th- those notes on the side, so here you see the days and then on the notes on the side, is it, it's my living list of to-dos. And during the week, I just put the things there when they come up on, uh, on to my mind. And what I do later is in the end of the week, on Sunday evening, I usually sit down and plan my next week. So whatever was not done on that list, I reevaluate it. Can I do it quickly now to really take it off and leave it in this week? Or do I need more headspace, more time for that? Is it a real interaction, a real time interaction with someone? For, for that to be completed. Then I put it onto the next week's list. So that is already a, a sanity check. Is it still relevant? <laughs> do I really need to do this? Or was it just some idea and now, now the time has passed, I have more information at hand, so this is actually not needed anymore. So this is one of the things that you can do. You have those ideas, you have cleared your spa- headspace from them, and then you reevaluate them the end of the week you can do it on friday afternoon there are some people who call themselves friday finishers and they would prefer to do it that way to really have the have that off the mental load of that off their shoulders for the weekend i prefer to do it on sunday evening so that on monday morning i don't need to think about it i know that i'm coming into the week with a plan but at the same time i've had my weekend with my family we have planned uh during the day with on sunday our week with my husband aligned on the family um, matters, and then that I take into the consideration planning my work week. So this is the one of the things that you can do. Really give that uh, list or those items on the list some time to prove their relevance to you and their importance to you. Second thing, which is a game changer for it has been a game changer for me, and I see that working for my clients as well. When I look at that list, I put top three priorities for my day, and that goes on the top of the day in my planner. In the, so I'm writing it with a hand, which means that that is the commitment. And two important things here. First one, what I've learned the hard way is that I would look at my to-do list and think, okay, what are the biggest needle movers here? What, what is the most important thing to do? And I would put three up to five of those things in my day, completely ignoring my calendar for that day. So I would be having four uh, calls two of them are client calls, and I always give myself space around the client calls to be fully present uh be as resourceful as I possibly can for my clients. So I would have four of those calls during the day and then three things that I should be doing off the calls and they are quite intensive that just doesn't go together if if I spend more of my uh, more than half of my work day on the calls and then I have three. Intelligently intensive tasks on my list, I just end up stressed, overwhelmed again, and also disappointed with myself in the end of the day when I realized that I haven't done those important things. So, this is another thing that is very good when you sit down and plan your day, whether it's in the evening, the day before, or you do it first thing in the morning, you look at your calendar. You look at the priorities and think from your to-do list, okay, I would like to do those three things. Do they fit together with what I have on my calendar? And in that moment, look at what you have on your calendar and question it. Have the critical mind and critical thinking here. Do I really need this meeting? Does it need to be this long? Can Can it be done asynchronously, whatever the goal of the meeting is? Am I the right person to be in that meeting? Is this the right time to have that meeting? Those are the questions that you can ask yourself and take action. I sometimes cancel things or ask to move them if I see that this is not the right priority for me for tomorrow. I know I'm committed to this call, but right now I need to shift it. I do that. Or I ask, okay, can can I prepare this way or what can I prepare so that we shorten this meeting? So this is another very important thing, to combine the to-do list and the calendar. Because I feel like, and I've been there myself, for quite a while, we have those two parallel words, worlds. In both of them, or in each of them, we have the capacity planned for ourselves at 120%. So in total, it's 240% of ourselves that we want to give to our to-dos. How nonsense is that? Try to shift that. Again, if I have those important meetings, they go onto my priority list so that I know that I, my priority for tomorrow has been resourceful, prepared, and fully present at those meetings. Period. I might have some things to do with my team on my back, uh, back end in the business, do some other catch up on the LinkedIn, create the content, whatever it is. But if those meetings really stay in the calendar as they are, after me questioning them, their timing, the duration, whether I should be there, can it be done synchronously and so on, then it's fine. And i let myself be in that priority. or I commit to that <laughs> to the, that prioritization and I stand by it. So this is how you can think about the, what ends up on the daily level. Three, maximum five priorities. And again, it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to do more, but whenever you sit down and like, okay, what do I do next? You don't look at your endless to-do list and think, okay, what can I take off right now? You look at your priorities list, first and foremost. And ideally, they are reflected on your, on your calendar as blocks of time that you put for that. Because that, again, makes it easier for you to see like, okay, now I have this blog for, for, doing, for creating content for the next week, in my example, or for giving feedback to my team. I have that. And if I have a white space in my calendar, then I can look at some quick to-dos, if it's a 15-minute slot, for example, some quick to-dos from my endless list, because I know that none of my priorities take 15 minutes. They take longer. So this is the way you can prioritize things for yourself. So to summarize that part, first part what we do is redefining what a to-do list is. It's endless and it's fine that it's endless. It's the, the definition of it. It's a living document with a brain dump of all the things that are going on. Second thing, you prioritize, you review that list on a weekly basis. See what is still relevant, what is relevant to try to get all done next week. Third, you do the daily planning. And there, very important, align it, sync it with your calendar so that you don't plan to do three very important tasks while running like crazy between different meetings and calls. You're just doing a disservice to yourself when you plan that way. Last thing I want to cover here is how do you stick to those top three priorities? One thing I already dropped for you, block the time on your calendar uh, if that is Resonating with you, if you can live by your calendar. I have been going from one extreme to another, having a completely empty calendar and just putting the calls in there uh, just to be on time uh, in the right place, up to really blocking everything of like every single minute of my awake time. There are schools that really go for both. And right now I'm somewhere in the balance. I, I put blocks that are for myself, for the priorities that I have. Of course, I have my calls there. And other online commitments or real-time commitments. But I still leave, leave some white space in there. So this, this works for me right now. It's different stages and it can be different in a month or a half year. And I, I accept that as, as it's fine to, to change that. So look for your balance there. Maybe try both extremes and see what works for you better. What frees up the headspace, what so also takes the overwhelm off you. So that's one of the tips that I can give you, how to stick to your top three priorities. Once you have planned them for the week, put them in your calendar that you know how long that takes, where in the day you do it, depending on how much energy you have in the time of the day, and so on and so forth. Secondly, I just really look at that. And whenever i want to tick off something just for the sake of ticking off, you know, those typical, quick, not important, not urgent things that are very easy to just get done and feel like, yay. I could take something off. Whenever I have the buzz of doing that, I visually, and now I'm pausing and I'm actually looking at my calendar and my paper planner, I look at that task and I look at the priorities that are for the day and thinking, will it help me long-term if I take it off now? And sometimes the answer is yes. Maybe I have some, maybe it's been a very tough client conversation and I know that now I need some more time to reset. And I want to get something done to just really start getting the momentum after I've done all my self-care practices to be able to reset my state. Maybe that's what gives me the momentum. And then it's fine to override my priorities for the day and go for that quick win. But most often, the honest answer for myself is no. And then again, I need to recommit to my day priorities. Those three to five items that are standing on the paper for this day. So I wanted to keep it short. I wanted it to be, to be informative. I hope that you will take this and implement it if you ever feel overwhelmed. Really break it down. Have this mind shift. Practice to think about the to-do list as the living document that is by definition never ending and never going to be fully ticked off. And secondly, break it down. Take from that brain dump the things that are most important for you right now. And remember that it's not always just about work. Maybe two out of three priorities for today should be for you for you personally and for you as the family member or romantic partner or whatever it is. Remember that this is how we can be truly happy and productive at the same time. When we remember that we are a holistic human being and we treat ourselves as such and we plan accordingly, plan our life to be a holistic person, <laughs> to not wake up one day and think, holy moly. I have not paid any attention to my, to my health and now I'm in deep trouble. Or you wake up next to your life partner and you realize that you have drifted apart completely. Never, ever end up there. And the planner and those tools that I'm talking about today are one of the ways how you can help yourself do that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the Genius Leadership community and talk to you next week or actually on Friday already for the MindShift moment. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Genius Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button. Please rate, review, and share to help more people discover the show and become the better leaders. For more conversations about living in your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it is my honor to be a guide in overcoming everything.